We are so excited to tell you about one of our favorite shows that we think you're going to love, The Best Advice Show. The Best Advice Show is your daily reminder that there are weird, delightful, and effective ways to survive and even thrive in this world. This is a message we love at Counter Programming. After all, we took our own weird advice to start a pandemic distraction cast to make the best out of a grim situation. In every very short episode of The Best Advice Show, a different contributor offers their own personal take on what they do to make their life better, healthier, saner, and more livable. And it's likely gonna be something that you can try even today if you want. Past guests include Gretchen Rubin, Adrian Marie Brown, Phil Rosenthal, and several precocious children. My favorite thing about The Best Advice Show is that it's no longer than five minutes. I love myself a micropod. And the host, Zach, often has his wife, Shira, on the show. So we feel some sort of kinship there as I have my pod wife, Shira, on our show. Aww. (laughs) Listen to The Best Advice Show wherever you pod. We're so excited to tell you about Podcorn. We've told you about Podcorn in the past, but we love them so much that we're here to tell you about them again. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there's no middle woman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. We did just this. We browsed sponsorship opportunities, we found Podcorn, we applied, and now we're running this ad. If you have a podcast and you're looking to make some cash, we recommend Podcorn. The marketplace mission of Podcorn is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when they monetize their podcasts. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Thanks, Podcorn. Bridgerton, Bridgerton. Welcome to Counter Programming. I'm Shira. And I'm Arielle. On this podcast, we cover all things count, counter, county, or counting to distract you and us from all that's happening around us. It's Counter Programming. It really is Counter Programming, and I am glad to be here. I am glad to see you, Sherelle, through the Squadcast studio. And I am really excited today, as I was cheering just moments ago, to talk about Bridgerton. Me too. I learned a lot preparing for this episode. Obviously, I knew about Bridgerton because I watched the show, but I really didn't know what a Viscount was, mainly because I didn't even know how to spell it. thought it was there was no S. But I didn't even think while watching the show, let me look up what this means to enhance my viewing experience. And so it was exciting to gain more context. And um, I'm really glad we dove into this topic. It took me a while to jump onto the Bridgerton train, mostly because I heard it was very sexual and my mom wanted to watch it and I didn't want to watch it with my mom. And I know my mom listens to this podcast, so shout out to Rachel. Hey. Hi, one time I didn't know what Black's mom was about and watched it with my grandparents and my grandpa left the room. 
And then my oh, grandma gross. couldn't stop laughing that my grandpa was leaving the room because he was so uncomfortable being in there with me. And my grandma loves that he was so uncomfortable. It was, it was many, many years ago. I don't know how different the experience would be right now. Which grandparents? <laughs> Just so I can picture. St. Louis. <laughs> Yes, of course. Shout out to Marsha and Carl. Shout out to Marsha and Carl. All right, counties. Today we are talking about Viscounts by way of Netflix's Bridgerton, the Shondaland show. And so here's what we're going to discuss today. We'll just give you a brief overview of what's going on. You just sounded so New York. Here's here's what we're going to discuss today. (laughs) today. Oh, God. It's It's really happening to me. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, when I lived in California, sometimes I could go weeks without people being like, oh, your accent. I know you're from New York. (laughs) Here, every time I get on a Zoom call, they're like, oh, you must be from New York. And I'm like, fuck. It really, it's really contagious. (laughs) So you, I feel like when we were in Mississippi, we loved being Team New York, but it's it's less exciting when you actually live here. I have wanted to be Team Nebraska for a while, to have one of those just very flat mm-hmm. accents that sound like you're from nowhere and everywhere at the same time. That's what I'm going for, but I'm not actively pursuing it. As you were saying, could yes. please continue telling us what we'll be talking about today. <laughs> What's going on in today's episode? We are going to tell you about Bridgerton. We're going to talk a little bit about why Bridgerton was in the news this week. Then we are going to use Bridgerton as our bridge to talk about Viscounts. We're going to talk about the history of Viscounts, the etymology of Viscounts, what's going on nowadays with Viscounts and other rankings of nobility and shit like that. Then I'm going to tell Shira a bit about the British peerage system. Do you know about the British peerage system, Shira? No, that's okay, a very surprise good. you added in there for me. That is correct. I like to surprise you a little bit every day. That's how we keep it spicy. You just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, that's how we keep our spice alive. (laughs) And and then we'll go back to Bridgerton just to close us out. But that's it. That's all we're giving you today, counties. So strap on in and shall we? One moment, please. There's a really loud siren driving by my apartment yet again. For our listeners abroad, it can feel like you are in the Big Apple. This has been every meeting this week. Every time I hop on a call, it's so bad. I don't know what's happening. So, Shira, Netflix blew up in January because of Bridgerton. Can you give us a brief description? What is Bridgerton? I know we know it was a limited run series put on by Shondaland, Shonda Rhimes. But what's the description of the show? So here is Netflix's description, but then I also want to elaborate on some of the things you just said. Here's the description straight from Netflix. The eight close-knit siblings of the Bridgerton family look for love and happiness in London high society, inspired by Julia Quinn's best-selling novels. Now elaborate. Well, the interesting thing is I'm not sure if it actually was meant as like a limited run series Mm. or if Shonda always intended to go through each of the books. I want to say there are seven or eight books, but the interesting thing that I understand about the books, although I have obviously never read them, is (laughs) I say obviously because we're not the best readers here. You know that. Each book goes through a different sibling. So I guess there are eight Mm. of them. So each book covers a different story, which is part of the drama that we're about to discuss. Oh. Like, it actually shouldn't have been that unexpected to all of us, but we just fell in love. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense for what we're about to say, folks. (laughs) And you'll you'll be in on it. Teasing, teasing, teasing. (laughs) (laughs) So let's bring them in. 
Basically, Bridgerton was in the news recently and again today. And today we're recording right now on the 15th of April. This will come out a few weeks later. Because Reggae Jean Page, who plays one of the lead characters, what's his name in the show? Duke of Hastings. So he plays the Duke of Hastings. And it came out recently that he is only going to be in season one of the show. So we will no longer see Reggae Jean Page. And everybody's pissed because he's very beautiful. And like Shira said, we fell in love with him. He is not returning. And here is a quote from Bridgerton's Instagram to tell us why and how. Well, I'll try to do it as well as Julie Andrews, but I just can't nail her voice, you know? I didn't realize it was Julie Andrews. Damn. Yeah, she's Lady Whistledown. Wow. Yes. And I, you know, I know I have like a great voice for radio and stuff, but I'm just no Julie. Here is the quote from Bridgerton's Instagram. While all eyes turn to Lord Anthony Bridgerton's quest to find a Viscountess, we bid adieu to Reggae Jean Page, who so triumphantly played the Duke of Hastings. We'll miss Simon's presence on screen, but he will always be a part of the Bridgerton family. Daphne will remain a devoted wife and sister, helping her brother navigate the upcoming social season and what it has to offer. More intrigue and romance than my readers may be able to bear. And so, yeah, people freaked out because Reggae Jean Page won't be there. But Shonda Rhimes, today, I read in a BuzzFeed article. And it's funny when we say read in a BuzzFeed article because it's usually just pictures with huge (laughs) bolded text. (laughs) That's my type of reading. (laughs) Anyway, Shonda Rhimes responded about Reggae Jean Page's exit and said that she's not shocked. It was planned. They only had him for one season, and she thinks that we are just having trouble letting him go, which seems to be the case, because like Shira explained, it seems that each book is going to be about a different sibling. We no longer need Daphne's story to be front and center. Therefore, her husband doesn't necessarily need to be there. Right, and I also, now he's such a big celebrity now. He has other movie deals in the works. He was in another movie. It just wouldn't make sense for him to, oh, he was incredible on SNL. I loved him on SNL so much. But it just wouldn't make sense for him to really be a a secondary character in the season. Not necessary. I'm excited to see what else he does with this free time. We are using Bridgerton. We are using Reggae Jean Page being in the news to tie us into today's count slash counter slash countess, which is Viscounts. What the heck is a Viscount or a Viscountess, Shira? I will say we are very lucky that Bridgerton is in the news again, because when we planned this episode in January, we didn't know this would happen. And I also, I truly didn't know what a Viscount was. I'd never heard the word before Bridgerton, so it opened our eyes to a new count. Anywho, what the heck is a Viscount? Well, well... Well, a Viscount or Viscountess is a title used in certain European countries for a noble of varying status. So that to me (laughs) sounded like it was a catch-all term for a noble. However, when I did further research, it seems like it actually does sit in a very specific rank. So what I think that means here is that in certain countries and at different times, Viscount had a specific meaning, and at other times it was a catch-all term. Well, and I think one of the key differences with a Viscount versus other forms of nobility is that it's non-hereditary, and so it's often like an administrative or judicial position that people are granted in order to run a 
a real count. County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to run a real count's estate. That is very different than how I was interpreting Bridgerton. They were working for someone. Like, that's, I think, why the Duke, her marrying the Duke was such a big deal. Like, they weren't necessarily born into nobility. I don't know how much it ties in there, but it was an interesting tidbit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think an interesting point to bring up is that for the most part, a Viscount or a Viscountess is not a hereditary mm-hmm. position, but it later became a hereditary position. I believe now it can be hereditary. Yeah. It, it became a hereditary term much later. It was used as early on as the 800s, probably even before. But the example that we have here is that during the Carolingian Empire, which was a large Frankish-dominated empire in Western and Central Europe, which was in the Middle Ages, Viscounts were appointed to assist counts in the running of their provinces. And because of that, it was not a hereditary position, but these Viscounts, in order to assist the counts, would take on, like Shira said, judicial responsibility. They were judges. They were other administrative clerks. Another interesting fact was that the kings prevented the Viscounts from becoming hereditary in order to limit the possibility of a rebellion. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Wasn't surprised, but you know. Shira, let's talk about some etymology. Etymology. Tell we us. We haven't some- done etymology since last season. Have I you love missed etymology. it? I know you did. I love it. I think it tells us so much. Like, I've been wondering, I mean, the word Viscount in and of itself, why does it have a silent S? We're going to go into that, shall we? Yes. So the word Viscount comes from Old French, Vicomte. Yeah, we'll just spell it for you, Counties. <laughs> oh, you don't v- think I'm saying it correctly? <laughs> I don't know. It's V-I-S-C-O-N-T-E, so very similar to Viscount. But then that word, V-I-S-C-O-N-T-E, <laughs> Vicomte, who knows, comes from the medieval Latin vice comitem. That sounded close to Latin, in my opinion, my humble okay. opinion. <laughs> All right. And then that word comes from the late Latin, and this is where I really come to understand the word. That word comes from the late Latin vice, which means deputy, plus the Latin comes, which originally meant companion. So later, that word comes was an imperial courtier or trusted appointee, and later that term evolved to be count. So it sounds like it's like a vice count, literally a deputy count. So somebody who works under the count or, you know, maybe... Maybe laterally with the count, but definitely a buddy with the count. I have to say, I never considered what like vice president meant. I just was, I knew what it means in our context, but I never considered what the word vice meant. So if I count as companion, yeah, it makes so much sense. I love that. Here's a fun fact about the word companion. Do you know what it used to mean or what it comes from? No, I do not. So basically companion means somebody who you used to eat bread with because pan, P-A-N is bread companion is a friend and yeah it comes from that isn't that nice i love that middle english from old french companion literally one who breaks bread with another how nice is that that's a beautiful way to describe our friendship ariel thank you yeah i would like i'm starving for pizza i could go to break some bread i think jen and i are going to try to make that the tiktok feta pasta tonight oh wish us very good anyway i love the (laughs) etymology of viscount i love that it is ultimately a vice count. And that means a vice, somebody who you would eat bread with. I love that. Dip it in some olive oil and let's move on to where counts are nowadays and by counts. 
You may be surprised to hear this, counties. Well, probably not if you listen to the beginning of our episode. There are still <laughs> Viscounts. There sure are. A Viscount or Viscountess is the fourth rank in the British peerage system, right below an earl and above a baron. I personally do not know much about the peerage system, Ariel, so why don't you enlighten me? Well, I'm very excited to tell you about this. Before I do, numbers. Where are we numbers-wise? So there are approximately 270 viscountcies currently in the peerages of the British Isles, but most viscounts or viscountesses have their title of viscount or viscountess and another title, and I'll go into why that might be. So Shira, just from the context of this this episode so far, what do you think the British peerage system is? I would guess it's some kind of like noble hierarchy. That is, yeah, pretty much spot on. Nailed it. (sighs) The peerage system in the UK is a legal system comprising both hereditary and lifetime titles. Like you said, it's composed of a ton of different ranks, or not a ton, just a few different noble ranks. It forms a constituent part of the British honors system. And let me just go on record as saying that I think ranking people is ridiculous. However, it's fun trivia. (laughs) It's some fun trivia for us. So Shira, I have a little game for Shira. I was thinking it might be fun for you to guess. And I think all of these words are things that you have heard in the past. And maybe even there have been some kind of hiding up in the earlier parts of our episode on our script. So Shira, can you name for me the rankings of the British peerage system? And, you know, don't worry about the the order. Just kind of throw them out there. See what you got. Counts. Viscounts. Barons. Dukes. Yeah. Keep it going. Oh, no. That was it. I just scraped <laughs> the bottom of the barrel for my, okay. my brain. You did, a, you did a really great job. So I'm going to go from the quote bottom to the quote top because... Again, like I said, on record, I think it's ridiculous to rank people, but fun trivia for us. So at the bottom, we've got a life peer. They're called a life peer. Let me tell you really quick about a life peer. Life peerage is bestowed upon an individual and it cannot be passed onto that recipient's child, although they are allowed to use courtesy titles throughout their own lifetime. Whatever that means, somehow life peers are at the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Sounds great to be a life peer. I'm. You're my life peer. Oh, this Probably is a really fun. special episode for our friendship. You you don't usually share how much you appreciate, man. You've given. Oh boy. You said you like to break bread. You said I'm your life peer. It's been really nice. Thank you. Continue. Next up, we've got a baron. So so far, it's life peer baron. What's a baron? You ask. It's the fifth and last rank of the peerage that. Because technically life peer is like not even on the system. The fifth and the last rank of the peerage is that of a baron, which is ranked beneath Duke. Baron literally meant man, being the king's tenant in chief, land holding nobleman. So they were land holding, they were usually men, always men, I think. In the 13th century, the barons were summoned by the monarch by means of a royal writ to attend the Council of Parliament. So they were also involved in civic duties and things like that. Okay, next up, we've got Viscounts. What's a Viscount, you ask? Let's see how this website defines it. They say, this title had its origin in the office of the deputy or the lieutenant, like we said, vice comes, of a count, 
a rank that had become hereditary in the Holy Roman Empire by the beginning of the 10th century. And it was also a term that was used for the sheriff of a county. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how it's used in Bridgerton as well, because the Bridgerton family, they are in London for the courting season, right? But then they go back to their county, the one that they are, I guess, the Viscounts of in the off season. Next up, moving up the ladder, we've got Earls. Earls. Who are Earls? The only thing I think of is the chick song, that Earl had to die. So an earldom administered a shire or province for the king. So again, just, you know, all these all these people are in service of the king, but at different levels. Then we're at the Marquess. I hope I'm saying that right. This is the second most senior rank in the peerage. A marchio, I guess is the singular, was a Norman term of reference to earls or barons guarding the Welsh and Scottish marches or border territories. They were, I guess all of these terms have different meanings depending on where they are throughout Europe. But I think the most important thing to know here is that a Marquess is one below a Duke. And now, here we go, up to the Dukes. The Dukes. So the Duke of Hastings really was a big step up for the lowly Viscounts of the of the Bridgerton family. Yeah. So Duke is the highest of the five ranks of the peerage. The title of Duke is derived from the Latin dux, which means leader, D-U-X. The title originally signified sovereign status. For example, William the Conqueror was Duke of Normandy. And it wasn't adopted as peerage until 1337, when King Edward III conferred the Duke of Cornwall upon his eldest son, the Black Prince. And that's, you know, what you hear nowadays if you watch The Crown. Oh, do I ever. Uh, right? They they're, they become dukes of, like, Sophie, Countess of Wessex, for example. Yes. I mean, she's not a duke. The Duke of Edinburgh. The Duke of Ooh, Cornwall. Duke of yeah, they, yeah, right. They've all, got, they've all got their dukedoms. And to a certain extent, those are symbolic, but... In another sense, they are weirdly real. Well, there's the whole episode where Prince Charles goes to yes to Wales, to Wales, yeah. yeah, because he's going to be the Duke of Wales, and then it's like learning about. Wales. And then they had him learn a speech in Welsh, and they were like, they were like, "You don't. What are you doing here? Yeah. Nobody wants you." That was, it was a very good scary. episode. It showed a lot of behind the scenes of Charles. Anywho, back to Bridgerton. So to wrap up. Thank you for that trivia game, Ariel. That was really wonderful. Yeah, and I I learned something from that. I mean, I had no idea about the British peerage system. I guess I knew about it. I knew that Duke, Marquess, Earl, Viscount, Baron, and I did not know about life peer, to be honest. I knew that those terms existed. I didn't know the rankings of them. I didn't know their larger significance. It is weird that they exist at all, but now we know. Yeah, no, that was very helpful. Anywho, we will close up today's episode with a little bit about Bridgerton because we are getting a season two, and this season is even more appropriate for counter-programming, or at least the book that this season will be based on is more appropriate for counter-programming. The second book in the Bridgerton series is called The Viscount Who Loved Me. Ugh, Can perfect. you believe? We'll give you a little sneak preview from the book's description. I haven't seen anything about, like, what the season will actually be about and how much they're changing it, but it's going to have Shonda's special. Shonda does what she's got to do. Oh my God. Jenna and I are rewatching Grey's and Shonda does what she wants to do. (laughs) Here's the description for the Viscount who loved me. Obviously it's in the form of a note from Lady Whistledown. 
1814 promises to be another eventful season, but not, this author believes, for Anthony Bridgerton, London's most elusive bachelor who has shown no indication that he plans to marry. And in truth, why should he? When it comes to playing the consummate rake, nobody does it better. Dot, dot, dot. And that is from Lady Whistledown Society Papers, April 1814. I think Lady Whistledown called him a hoe by calling him a rake. Yeah. Tough stuff. I'm excited for the new season. Anyway, counties, by count on us, leaving you on a cliffhanger. Ah, that was a really good one. I liked that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, anyways, counties, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with more counter programming. With more counter programming. Yes, we will. If you are interested in getting in touch with us between episodes, we are pretty active on Instagram and you can find us on Instagram at counter programming pod. You can slide on into our DMs, say hello, participate in our polls on our stories. Tell us that you like our hair learn English with us. That's what some of our listeners are doing. (laughs) They're going to get some weird New York accents out of that. (laughs) And yeah, just generally hit us up on Insta. We've got a few episodes left in season two of Counter Programming. So if you like what you're listening to, go ahead and leave us a rating and a review wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. We haven't asked you for that in a long time. If you're feeling generous, if you have a moment, just uh, hit, hit some buttons and show us some love. Thank you, as always, to Daniel Turek, who makes our episodes sound beautiful. You can find his work at robotslap.com. The song that is playing right now is called Tennessee Hayride, and it's by Jason Shaw. Bye, Ariel. Bye, Shira. Catch you later, counties. Bye, counties. Bye, counties. Oh, God, you've been good with the puns. Bye.